Welcome to the Essay for FA's Asset Allocator Podcast, a series that addresses issues of current interest to financial advisors, including ETFs, asset allocation, and the economy. I am your host, Gil Weinrich of Seeking Alpha, and today's discussion concerns the relative merits of real estate and stock market investing. We'll get to that in a moment, but first, this word on behalf of our sponsor. Robo-Advisor Wealthfront's latest article on Seeking Alpha is called Why Rental Properties Are Not Good Investments. I admit to you that the title alone did not sit well with me, and it's not because I think rental properties are a great investment. I did okay as a landlord once, but didn't enjoy the experience. I guess I kind of feel like a company that markets securities investments should tread lightly in this area, so as not to appear to be tooting its own horn. I'm not accusing Wealthfront of doing that. I spoke of the appearance of tooting its horn. To the extent that such a thing can be sensed, I sense sincerity in the arguments its CEO makes in this article. And some of those arguments are good ones. Still, the fact of the matter is that real estate is generally a rewarding investment. A large-scale study called The Rate of Return on Everything that came out a couple of years ago looked at about 150 years of investment returns across developed markets and concluded that real estate actually surpassed stock market investing. Since this podcast is for financial advisors whose clients may approach you, just as Wealthfront says its clients approach them with such questions, I wanted to offer a little food for thought on this question, so here goes. First, realize that a determined position against real estate investing could tarnish your reputation for objectivity, so be careful with this question. Second, you generally make the most money by taking risk. Real estate is definitely risky, so there's money to be made and lost, of course. Third, let's not be biased by the recent past. The Wealthfront article notes, and I quote, Wealthfront's average portfolio earned just under 8% net of fees over the past eight years, end quote. That's impressive, but as we all know, past performance is no guarantee of future results, and it could be that real estate investments will be more rewarding over the next eight years. Fourth, Wealthfront says that an investment property that doesn't appreciate represents an enormous opportunity cost because your down payment could have been invested elsewhere, end quote. That's true, but a stock investment that doesn't appreciate also represents an opportunity cost, and investment advisors certainly understand that stocks don't always move up. Wealthfront doesn't explicitly say that stocks always go up, but it could be that a stock market that's been partying this long has seeped into the firm's thinking. I'd also add that investment real estate that does appreciate represents an enormous opportunity for profit, since real estate investing generally benefits from leverage. The bank foots most of the bill, and you keep the profits if the property appreciates. Fifth, taxes can potentially favor real estate. I have to be careful with this one because tax regimes shift depending on the locality and timing, but mortgage rates are very low, and where mortgage interest remains deductible, it can be as though your interest rate is effectively half the nominal rate or lower. The Tax Cut and Jobs Act has limited this benefit, but the law expires after 2025, so this benefit may once again get amped up. Real estate investment has its downsides as well, many of which Wealthfront notes in its article and some that it doesn't. The brokerage fee is typically 5 or 6% of the price of the property, and then there's escrow and title costs. Once the property is purchased, the owner gets to pay home insurance and property taxes, plus ongoing maintenance costs, and must absorb losses that come with any vacancies. The best argument that Wealthfront makes may be this. I'll quote, 
You should think of investing in an individual property the same way you should think about an investment in an individual stock as a big risk. You are unlikely to outperform the market unless you have an information advantage. End quote. This may be why an investment property is not appropriate or probably not appropriate for someone who does not already possess a large diversified portfolio. But of course, someone who does already have such a portfolio can potentially do well. For the fun of it, I asked myself, what would have been a great real estate investment over the past five years? I know you're supposed to ask yourself what would be a great investment over the coming years, but that's not something that I can score for this podcast. In any event, I guessed Dublin, Ireland, assuming that Brexit's diminution of London's importance would have benefited its neighbor across the Irish Sea. I consulted Google, and even I was surprised by just how right this was. The IMF ranked the performance of real estate markets in 22 cities from 2013 through 2018, and the Irish capital came out on top of the list. This makes me think that one can exercise some judgment and find worthy investments in real estate, just as one can do in stocks, though I have no ideas presently about the next five years. In conclusion, real estate investing should be encouraged, not disparaged. It's a key avenue for capital deployment, and financial advisors should be familiar with the pros as well as the cons. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast of value, consider passing it on to one other advisor. Also, feel free to contact me at gill at seekingalpha.com with any feedback you might have. This is Seeking Alpha's Gil Weinrich.